What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode from Views of the Baseline. This is your host, Chevy. And today we have a special episode, a very special and different topic here uh, that I want to cover and I've thought about for some time. And it's athletes and activism. And uh, I brought in none other than my good friend, Mr. Demario Jackson, who we've had numerous of conversations about this over not even just like this year, like the last few years. Uh, Demario, how are you doing today, my friend? What's going on? Man, you know what? I won't lie. This the last couple of weeks has been it's been very tiring. Like I've I've taken it I've taken a lot in. I've I've been like the educator, the person who people have cried on, the person who, you know, people have reached out to and made sure that they're doing enough. And it's like I have black friends, I have white friends, I have friends that are cops, I have friends that are calling me like, hey. I'm a cop, but like, I don't feel like that. But like, do you still love me? And I have white friends that are like, do you still love me? And then my, I have black friends that are finding their voice. You know, it really, really, it, it warms my heart because I remember in 2017 when I was going through madness and when I had a TV special and they tried to put everything on me, but instead I shouted out Philando Castillo and his wife and family and a prodigy who had just died from sickle cell that day. And like, I always tell people, where I like when I speak, it's not about me. It's about the voiceless. It's about people who don't have a a voice. And nothing makes me prouder than during the 1992 riots, no athletes spoke out. Michael Jordan, bitch. Magic, bitch. Like, uh, like, it, and it is what it is. And I'm so happy that my guy LeBron literally birthed this new era of athletes who care. And everybody's like, oh, you're a LeBron guy. You're going to be, I'm like, yeah, but it's true. The King even inspired the goat. Isn't that crazy? Like Michael Jeffrey Jordan said, enough is enough. Let me speak out. And I knew a lot of it had to do with how he wasn't well received at a few, on a few parts of the documentary. And I love that because he corrected that. Right. And that's, that's growth. That's love. Everything has it's just a beautiful day for that. I always say that, and I've said for the last few months that 2020 has been the worst year, but it's going to be our greatest year. I feel like we're going to, like, we're low right now as a society, but there are some cool things cooking up, and I'm so excited, and I'm so humbled that I've had some just incredible conversations with people from all walks of life, and it's just been, it's been really dope, because I remember in previous years when things happened, people were kind of mum. And they didn't know how to go about their activism or brands didn't know how to go about this or that. So shout out to the ones who have been doing it since day one. Shout out to a guy like Kat who risked his career and everything for this moment. And now you see these NFL teams who blackballed him now talking about injustices and prison reform. And it's just, woo, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like it's all been so overwhelming, man. And, you know, I, I know that I'm guilty of putting out a couple episodes about the UFC before having this conversation and sitting down with you about it. Um, but it was so overwhelming to the point where I just didn't have, like, the right thoughts put together because, and I'm sure we, you know, we both know we went through this because of group chats, you know, off to the side in private conversations. But there was a lot of, you know, anger and we were upset. And it's kind of like, to really get on and speak about that point, I I don't feel like I was ready. How about yourself? Did you get like some kind of the same gist? I know we talked a lot, but it's just like, are we publicly Man. ready to like get this off our chest? So, you know, <laughs> I feel... 
that initial week, I remember that Thursday, I believe, I, I text my sister like, I'm over this shit. I like, I had a breakdown of just, it, like I've taken in so much from so many people and I was getting it from all over. It just right. was like, I had random teachers hitting me, friends, I'm educating. And I love that I have a way with words and breaking down stuff. And I know that's one of my callings in this world is like, just being like who I am. And I'm the friend that so many people called me and I loved it that were like, hey, I want to help, but I don't know how. And it just it just shows you how much the influence the media has. I had friends that were like, well, I heard if I go to a protest as a white person, I'm going to get beat up. And black people, no, like, like nothing's greater for me than when I go to a protest, a peaceful protest. And like, I was just here on, uh, what was it? Uh, this past Sunday at Pride. And I go to Pride just to show love. I don't want to be frontline. I don't want all the attention to be on me because it's about, uh, you know, it's about, you know, the LBGTQ plus trans, you know, community. Not about me. I'm just showing love as an ally. So when I go to these, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter events and marches and whatnot, it's very cool when I can see somebody such as yourself, a Mexican homie, an Asian homie, a white homie, anything, anything except for me. Um, so the media has a good way of putting stuff out on TV, like all of these uh, videos of like cops being nice. I hate those videos. And my whole family's in law enforcement because it's not about that. It's not about that. They're trying to take away from the movement and the vibe. Like I like uh, I saw something in Portland. It was like this cops, they kneel down. And then five minutes afterwards, they're shooting up the crowd with rubber bullets. All the cops are doing, they're using this as a PR stunt. And they're like, look, we're not like this. And then five minutes later, they're shooting men and women. I, I, like the silver lining of all this is, I've had a, a lot like a lot of homies that have seen that 75 year old man get pushed down and all eyes has been on the cops and the cops have been wilding out acting crazy. So I often ask my friends, what do you think they do to African-Americans? If they're, if they know the whole world is watching and they're shooting people, with rubber bullets, still killing people to this day. What do you think they do to us? Cops are getting away with murder. They are killing people and not going to jail. So, of course, I'm going to beat somebody's ass. Like, Michael Vick served more time in jail than the last 401 cops who have killed somebody. An actual murder. That's crazy. We're not even, black people aren't even dogs. <laughs> like, like, that's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Let me tell you that. When you know that, and I love dogs, but I love people. So it's just the whole system is flawed. And it a lot of the rules that we're currently living by in like the constitution wasn't even when black people were considered people. Like, think about that. We weren't even considered humans. And we're living by those same laws present day. That shit's gotta change. Yeah, absolutely absolutely. No, it, it that's a good point. A lot of people don't think about that. And I mean, the intent of the constitution obviously was to be so open-ended that we can make adjustments and amendments as time moves on as well. So for people who unfortunately just don't see progressiveness in this world, it's a sad day, man. It's a sad day. It's a sad time for them because I feel like we're all so empowered now uh, to, to move forward. And it's, it's such, you know, focus on the positivity now. Cause you know, like I said, with the last couple of weeks, it overwhelming, exhausting and, and just kind of focus on what the next steps can be. Uh, like you said, being able to be an ally to just everybody, man, has been such a good 
vibe. It's it's been such a good time, and, and you know, you and I started this platform as well. We talked we talked about it just because like you know how many different walks of life and past people we've kind of grew up with. You know, I kind of grew up with people online. We always talk about our you know unbiased sports group topic and and our our group, and it's like you know it's not just us guys that are that are you know colored men. It's it's women. There's white women, Spanish women that was involved. Uh, you know, just thinking about the, some of the personalities in the group that we grew up with. So that was the number one thing is that we've kind of grew up with a diversity and it's people that just for years haven't grew up or did not grow up around diversity and have this one standard thought of, you know, colored people, black people specifically. And and it's sad, man. It's just, it's sad, but at the same time, it, it's, it's good to see that the, the call out is there, the accountability is there and all these people getting fired because they said something silly on Facebook about, you know, very racist and, and things. It's like, dude, like, is this what you really have in your mind? Like, what's the psychology behind it of, of thinking like this? Like, I would never know because I, I wasn't raised that way. So I don't know, man. It's just that's, that's the frustrating supremacy. part of it all. That's called white supremacy. It's it's wild. It really like, is. Like, it's my buddy Ryan wrote an article the other day about a lot of things. And basically, the article starts off Ryan's mom is white. So they moved into actually my neighborhood where I grew up at from New York. And the neighbor John comes up to Ryan's white mom and says, Wow, I'm so happy that some good old white people are moving in. And then Ryan's black ass dad and Ryan walks out. And then John goes, I'll see you later and runs off. Wow. And like basically it starts off with like white supremacy to where you you like there are Trump fans from rural Alabama who don't have teeth and don't have money in their account who think that they're they are greater than the greatest black man on earth than the your Jay-Z's, your Obama's, your Dr. Dre's or whatever. Like they're like because like they like that's white supremacy. They believe that. It's really wild. And I mean, you and I could say or talk for hours about experiences we've had, you know, about prejudice, about racism. And, and then, you know, I, I've hung around a very diverse group of men as well. We were boys too growing up. And it's just, we have all those experiences, man. And that's what anger, I think you and I, we shared them. And it's so angry to see and hear that it's still live and large. And I'll tell you one thing is that we started this uh, specific podcast, Views from the Baseline, one of the first episodes we talked about was athletes and protesting, right? That was in yep. the uh, summer of 2017. We are in summer of 2020, and it's gotten worse, Demario. That's yeah. something to put into perspective as well. We have reached the peak of the worst at this point, and it is sad. It it, it really is, uh, you know, but it, it, it seems like... It, I don't know. It, it seems like it had to happen for everybody else to just open an eye to it. Corporations, you know, celebrities, athletes, uh, just everyday people just to kind of speak up. And then some people might have been surprised. Like you hear about these people that have hid and or they're afraid of their jobs. Some of the people in, in the law enforcement world and, you know, and, and all these silly stories about, well, you know, this cop had snitched once before or, or wanted to do the right thing, but was told to write a wrong report. So you hear all these little commentaries in between and that's such the sad part about this when you're in a high standard position to protect serve and do the right thing for mankind and and people and human beings it's all such just you know a bunch of lies man (laughs) that's what it is it's so sad man i think you gotta realize you gotta like take into like consideration um it's so deep because it starts off with the slave patrols like 
policing in the southern uh, like states had like slaveholding states, and that's where the slave patrols started. So, and that's in South Carolina, like the 1700s. You can Google that. So, a lot of the early policing had to do with policing black people, and then you get to like the 1900s, and that was one of the main things was policing African American people. Like we've been we have been looked at as bad people and the enemy it's deep it's deep rooted the media um 2017 when i went through my madness i i was told by so many people oh wow you're well spoken wow wow i told one girl i just left having dinner with my dad oh what do you mean you have a father yeah like, do you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty wild, man. And and you know, I saw some today said, uh, you know, imagine um, the racist working in the police, but also working a part of HR, med- medical centers, and everywhere else. And you know, and I felt that because you know, you look at the hierarchy at a lot of places, and you see the board, you know, and a lot of white faces. And yeah, oh, don't get me started on that. Those, you know, it's, insert, <laughs> those insert, we want black people to buy our stuff. We're not racist. We stand with you. And then you go look at their diversity and inclusion board, or you go look at their uh, their leaders and their directors, and it's all white men, all of them. Yeah, it, all it's, of them, straight up. You know, like, all, it's like, what Disney released that little bullshit statement. Like all these companies now it's like a, it's popular to get behind black people. If you want to get behind black people, hire black people. If you want to get behind black people, instead of having that dumbass Karen chick all over fucking Twitter, still in our slang, still in everything from us. And then going onto your social media and being like, yeah, sis, we won't sis. But then you go look, I think it was Portland trailblazers that got called out. You're just stealing from the culture, but you're employing all these white people. Why is that? But now you're going to post a copy paste. We stand with you. If you want to stand with black people, hire black people, hire black creatives, hire black men, hire black women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I, I can't, I can't say it louder enough than that, man. That that's definitely what I want to agree with. Uh, you know, kind of transition to our topic today, obviously uh, with everything going on, you, you, you know, you guys hear it in our voices. Um, a big time for athletes and activism. It's not just protesting, but it's activism and focusing on that from a sports per, uh, perspective here. Um, you know, DeMar, the question I have to ask for you, and you kind of hinted towards this in one of the last dance episodes is like, what do you feel like is an athlete's responsibility when it comes to like social is- issues, their platform? And, and especially like this is the perfect example for them at, at this point in time, not just for like saving their face, but just in general, like anything else could be going like you'd be a perfect, perfect normal world. Let's just pretend it's last year. You know, what's a responsibility for an athlete and, and it comes to social issues or, or, you know, activism. I think that I often say this in 20, 30, 40 years. Do you want to be that person when your child or grandchild asks you, what did you do? And you said nothing. Can you imagine that? You either lie or you say nothing. Like there are grandparents right now who didn't want black people to be inside of the same school as white people, right? 
And I guarantee that when their grandkids or great grandkids ask them what they did back in the day, they're going to just lie or they're going to have to have that that, you know, fuck, I did nothing. And I've also and I've often asked people, it costs nothing to just reshare a story that is already proper, like properly written or properly said. It costs nothing. Like literally, like it's like the other day I went for a march on my lunch. My homies who play for the LA Galaxy saw my story. They then hit me up. They then said they wanted to pull up. So they pulled up to a march that I organized and we all marched in uh, two Saturdays ago. Again, I didn't, I didn't spend money. It wasn't, it literally was just me at a protest. I posted it on my story and people saw that and were inspired. Like, so then taking it to like the next step, like the rappers, entertainers, we can't all be Killer Mike, right? We can't all be Jay-Z with the money backing. We can't all be um, like, we just can't. We can't all be LeBron, right? We all can't open up a school. But I think that you can educate yourself on things. And if you're a person of color, if you're just a human in general and you don't and you haven't felt anything these past couple of weeks, then I don't know what to tell you. I honestly I one of my good friends reached out to me as a black man, as a black father. He said, man, I'm I'm not like you. Right. Like I've never been that person to, you know, like that's not me. And I said, you will find your voice. And two, three days later, his company that he makes a lot of money for hadn't released a statement. and. He's like, man, it just didn't sit well with me. And literally, like, 72 hours later, I said, you found your voice. You found your, for you to challenge your company and for you to put your job on the line because of, you know what it's like to be a black man. He goes, man, you know, they support LBGT. They support Asian Society Night. They support all these different things. But as a black man, they've never once spoke. And, I, and it's just, it's a very weird thing that people feel like that speaking out about injustices for black people is gonna like make them lose fans or like, what? That is a like, that's a sick ass world to live in. Can you imagine like you lose your job because you're speaking out on injustices? Can you imagine it? Like, hey, Chef, I'm gonna have to let you go. I saw you uh, share that story about George Floyd and yeah, you know. I heard that in 1993, he stole the Snickers. Because that's what they do to you. They, like when you're black and you're the victim, they then start to kind of salt your name. So they're like, oh, his aunt in the 1400s. Like, what? That, this man died. His daughter does not have a father. But you're talking about what? It's a sick world we live in, bro. Sick. I, know, I, would, I would agree. I agree with all, all the way so far. Um... You know, and, and when it comes again, kind of circling back to the athlete's responsibility, um, you know, I, I reason, I reason with that, absolutely. You know, and, and I think it doesn't just, it doesn't stand with athletes. Just like you said, the grandparents of today's era, right? You're right. A lot of them, and you look at the age range of folks, is they're they're in their fifties, sixties. You know, they're the ones that are out there in those pictures, black and white pictures. You know, amongst you know, Doctor uh, Martin Luther King, uh, and, and those t- type of uh, civil rights movements. You know. It's true, and I, I thought about that the other day, and I said, you know what? 
what what's the age group of folks right now that is from that era? How old are they? You know, they always joke and say the boomer era, things like that. And but it's sad. It's like you know, would anybody from the era ever step up and, and kind of lead that voice and say, "Hey, you know, we were wrong. We went through this before. We got it wrong. We need to right this ship." And it's unfortunate it's happening in twenty twenty. And you know that yeah. th- those voices need to come back, in my opinion, because you hear like you know the stories about. Um, you know, the African-American um, families and, and, you know, like some girl on Twitter, a couple of folks on Twitter will be like, hey, you know, my grandma, you know, said something to me the other day, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We did it, you know, yeah. in the 1960s. It's wild, man. It really is wild. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think when you have a bigger platform and a bigger voice, you know, it is something that in a sense there is a responsibility to do that because like you said, there's, it depends on what you want to be remembered for. And I guess, you know, in a sense, if you're like, you don't really want to be remembered for shit, then I guess you can just stay quiet and not, and kind of keep it at that and, you know, hoard your millions of dollars. Sure. Um, on, on the flip side, do you feel like athletes should surrender their right to have, uh, the same status as like a common working American? Uh, my example is with people these days that kind of irritates me is that, Everybody says, well, you're, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You have nothing to worry about. Go out there and play. You know, go to a bubble in Orlando or go to the stadium, go to the arena. When there is a world pandemic that it doesn't matter what your bank account figures look like, you are still going to be able to catch COVID-19. You're not immune because you have millions of dollars in your bank account. You're not, your family's not immune. Think about Carl Anthony Towns, his mom. She's gone, right? Uh, she was, she obviously might've had some underlying conditions. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause I didn't get too far in Cause it's a very sad story, but the point is, and I was, th- this is the fact that we cannot argue and that I'm upset about. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's no room for argument. And it's, it's just a lot of ignorance that I see on Twitter, Facebook comments, wherever else there is no room where we're not arguing that athletes should just get up and play because they get millions of dollars and they should play in the middle of, of a world pandemic that anybody can catch, even if they're asymptomatic they don't show symptoms you don't know anybody's family's health history underlying conditions and and the ability for them to enjoy life that you can never take away from a human human being and it's crazy that people look at athletes and especially like most of the athletes of mario they're african-american people look at them and say they're they're millions of dollars let's just, just get up and go play you know and how many of these folks they complain because well, I got to get up and get go to my job because my job says I got to go and I got bills to pay. But if you had an option to stay home and and if the if the NBA players by the way, we'll get into this, stay home, you know, and they don't choose to go to Orlando in the bubble, they're not going to get paid, right? But if you had the option to stay home and understanding that you're not going to get paid, but you want to protect your safety of yourself and your family first, you have that option. And I know yeah. I know a lot of major corporations just because in the line that I'm in my line of work and in the normal nine to five that I work, a lot of corporate major corporations and healthcare and other a lot of other corporations are allowing this to happen. So you have the choice. People have the ability to stay home and say, I'm not gonna be able to do this. So I think that's a fine point where we're not gonna argue that that there's no right or wrong or it's subjective. And I'm a hard on that and I think it's disappointing people feel that way. You it's it's a world pandemic, man. Like it's it's a disease or a virus, I should say that no one's immune to, man. It's it's wild that people have that train of thought. Um, but you know, going back to the original question, uh, in no one saying that, you know, we're saying that now. A lot of these people go on Facebook, right? They have their political views. 
they go and share their political views. They flaunt their, their flags of whatever representative put little yard signs out and they share their opinions. But why is it so wrong? And this is, you know, athletes and activism again. Why is it so wrong for an athlete to share their, their view on, on a platform, right? Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm trying to understand that concept. Why, you know, do, do you think that athletes surrender their right to be treated as a common working American or just a common oh, American? Man. So here's the deal. Here's how we are as people. Wait, let me sip my vino. Shout out to Kobe. I remember when the pandemic started and those celebrities did the little whatever, uh, like, what was it? Like the little, like, you know, the white celebrities were singing and everybody was like, they suck. They're trash. Why are they speaking? Right. Two weeks later, George Floyd stuff happens. Now these same people want celebrities to speak up. It's like a, people are very fickle, you know? Like one day you want this, the next day you want this. Like Dave Chappelle said, I love Dave Chappelle's stand-up because it was accurate. Like I've always said, I would rather Killer Mike speak on behalf of every single entertainer. You know how they do. You know how the media does. The media, instead of putting up that smart, educated, articulate person, they always put on the hide your kids, hide your wife. They always. Right. They, they always, because they want to try to salt whatever movement is going on. But then when you, I remember forget the other day, they, um, the news, like the news anchor asked this guy a question, but a black guy walked by and he broke down the systemic racism from 1865 to present day. And they were live on air. And the black dude said, yeah, you got the wrong one now. I overheard it. And he came up and just was dominating. And it's like, they won't put that guy onto the news because that doesn't fit their narrative. Like, one minute you want the celebrities, the next minute you don't. One minute you just want their money. The next minute, like Justin Timberlake has been an ally for black people for quite some time. But there's a section of Twitter who hates him because of the Janet Jackson thing. So when he posted about George Floyd, his comments were all bitter-ass people that were like, Janet Jackson, like, bro, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. This white man is using his platform to make his white followers, probably some who are racist, think, damn, Justin Timberlake ain't racist, so I ain't going to be racist. And you know what? That's the way this shit works. It's so, like, they are, there are so many people right now that are checking their racism at the people. You've told your black friends, hey, you're not a regular black guy. Hey, you're like a white black guy. Hey, you don't dress like a black guy. You have both your parents. You're college educated. You have a car. That's racism. Because you've been brainwashed by the white media to think that African-Americans are like, insert video here. That's racism. But again, you know, thinking about these, the way that everything has gone with the athletes so far, I think the one extreme example that has worked and that's been perfected is Maya Moore. And the Maya Moore story, man. And, you know, the thing is, Dora, she quit in the middle of like a prime, like a prime of like probably being the, going for like the greatest of all time type of NBA, uh, sorry, excuse me, WNBA player. Um, incredible career, you know, so far that she had everything led up onto. But for those of you who don't know, is that she basically stopped playing basketball. Uh, crazy. She for, was for an active business. Her Wikipedia page, not to cut you off, but her Wikipedia page is crazy. It doesn't make no sense. <laughs> it's, it's like, bro, like, it's ridiculous. You can go now. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> it, it, I mean, there's no other way to describe it, man. I mean, 
she was she's in the prime i mean of a career where i mean she's one of you know she wanted to focus on her family and ministry dreams um she would basically go ahead and become an advocate for criminal justice reform let me just stunt real quick maya moore is so like here's how good she is right so like when you can all right she won the ap college player of the year twice wooden award twice naismith player of the year twice right ncaa champion two times she's won overseas rookie of the year scoring steals defensive player i'm sorry uh two-time I'm sorry, uh, two-time uh, WNBA defensive second team, all WNBA second team two times, first time, uh, first team five times, all-star MVP three times, six-time all-star, WA MVP, finals MVP, and when she retired, peep this, she was in the middle of a dynasty. She had just won in 2011, 13, 15, 17, and said, you know what? Yep. There's something bigger than this. Like, Here's my beef with Kyrie, right? I'll never judge a person for when they become woke. That's dope. Absolutely. But he don't have no dogs in this fight. Out for the season, not in the playoffs. You make it 98% more than the league. Now, all of a sudden, the same man who reports say you didn't want black women on your yacht party is now... Mr. Black, I don't buy it. I just, it's like, if you want to be Maya Moore, retire today without, I don't even want to know you retired. I want you to just start doing some radical shit. And then they're like, oh, NBA player Kyrie. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I retired. I gave that money back. You know what? I donated that money. Right. Like, it's easy to, it's easy to say shit. And again, like, I don't really recall Kyrie really, you know, being that guy, you know, like, I don't like, I don't know. I never, I'm not saying that he isn't now. I'm not, but I'm saying it's just a little fishy. You don't really, it's like me saying, you know what? I'm not going to go to Europe this summer. Like I wasn't, I was planning on it, but now I'm not planning on it. It's like, it's like me being like, oh, you know what? I'm going to stop drinking gin. I don't drink gin. Like, it's like, I don't like, I don't. So I don't know. It's weird now. All of a sudden, he's this advocate and he's speaking for the players. And I'm not. Here's the deal. I don't know his, but it's just a little fishy. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I and like I said, we we've we've kind of thought about like what what he's done, and I and like you said, it's not to knock that he's finally kind of have like a, a coming of moment and the light bulb went off because we kind of all get to that point especially at his age, right? Like he's kind of in his late twenties and like, I've, I've kind of, I'm kind of finishing up late twenties going up 30. And it's like, you kind of like the light bulb starts to go off, man. You kind of start to see your purpose. And so I would never fault somebody for that. I think that's one of the beautiful things of life. And while, you know, sometimes we don't give such young minded folks a hard time. It's, Hey, you know, we'll coach them along the right way and, and hope that it, the light bulb goes off. And so for him, you know, I, I, I don't have an issue with that, but like you said, there was no buildup. Like you, you made millions of dollars as an athlete over the last few years, and you know I, I mentioned the uh, the whole uh, the boat party, you know, in a group text 
recently. I'm like, you know, I, that was, that's what he was in the light for. I don't really remember him being in the light for being an activist. And it's not to yeah, say he's never given back to kids or anything, but still, you know. And people, and like, again, it's just, and here's the deal. I know that we all are feeling some type of way about this and that, but I think the best thing for him, if he's really about that life, is to be like, you know what? NBA is no more. I'm retired. Here's what I want to do. Here's my plan, etc. Right? Like, don't, like, do what Maya Moore did. Do that. Do that. It's like you having season end, um, season ending surgery three months ago. Your team is in a contention. And, like, you got a guaranteed 130. I don't know. <laughs> like, again, I, I don't know. I don't know. I agree, and I think that if you're gonna do this sitting out purpose, uh, you know Adam Silver obviously is very adamant about letting players be pro-choice in this situation. Obviously, you don't play, you're not gonna get paid, and you know that's kind of like how America is going right now. But I would say if you're gonna sit out, like there there has to be a bigger purpose for you. You you obviously need to be out there. There's got to be something you're donating to, you're creating a network, whatever it may be, man. And I think that that has to go the Maya Moore road. It has to go to that extreme. So, you know, that's kind of like how we would transition this situation. And if you're going to sit out, that's what you would need to do. And it's like, okay. And then how long can that take, man? You know, we don't know how long this can take. Is it a couple years? I mean, at that point, can you return back to basketball and play at the level, you know, high level again that you were Kyrie? But, you know, if he's soul searching, he's found what he wants to do and that's what he wants to do. You know, and, and kind of like a guy like Cape, you know, like, you know, Colin sat out uh, with a purpose. You know, he, he knew, yeah. he knew he, with a purpose, and he still continued on to be an activist after he was blackballed by the NFL. As a black man, I hate that we're like the flavor of the week in a fad. I hate it. And I hate that other black people are using us as that. It hurt. You know what? Every day I have a battle with my woke self and my... Let people be themselves. Because I preach two different things and I'm getting better with it. My woke side is like, oh, now you want to post? I've been posting. That's what, like my woke side, right? You see it in the group chat. Right. But then my other side is like, oh, that person has just grown into who they are today. But then there's like that 10% of me that's like, are you doing that just because you feel like you have to? Or is it from a genuine place? And I think a year from now, we will see who was real and who was just LeBron put his money up. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Bill did like, boom. Okay. Bet. Like two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. <laughs> so it's like a, so now I'm, tr- I'm interested to see 2022 right now. I'm interested. Absolutely. I absolutely. I, I I would say that to those guys. I would say I, I I respect it. Like like Adam Silver said, I respect their decision that they have the ability to sit out if they want to. Like no penalty. It's not like hey, we're forcing you to come play basketball and make millions of dollars. You know, if you want to sit out, obviously you're gonna take it without pay. But you know, we'll work with you. You know, we'll obviously use the NBA as a platform as well. But you can each individually use it. Um, so I agree with it. But you know, I mean, for myself, I feel you know, I, it, it's a very subjective topic. So I will lean to the side of. I would continue to play and build my platform and use my platform. You know, obviously not everybody is LeBron James or Kevin Durant where they able to maintain a high level of play, be, be a star player in the NBA, one and two, arguably the best players in the entire world. 
and still be able to contribute, you know. So those guys do a lot. I love that. I love, bro. Man, you know, I was at the original LA riots, right? And I was young, obviously. But when I look up now and I see DeMar DeRozan, Kendrick, Russell, when I see all, like, it's a beautiful day, man. It's different. It's different. Those Tide Pod eating generation generation Z Tide Pod eating generation Z uh, those kids are relentless, man. Like they don't change the world, but they needed us, our generation, to like these kids. I think seeing Trayvon go out really sparked and birthed just like a whole different generation of people. Like it's different. Shit's different. It really is. It really is, man. And um, you it's know. heartbreaking because you like, damn. He was murdered, and eight years later, Zimmerman is still alive. Like, man, boy, woof. The world is crazy, man. It, it is. It is a crazy time, man. And like I said, it. You know, I, I think that we're we we have a louder voice today. Uh, and collectively, collectively a louder voice for everybody and everything, yeah. everything that's going on, which which is good. It's finally kind of broken through, like a like a like a dam breaking and the water coming through. It's it's kind of finally broke, man. And I think it's it. it's nice to see in our lifetime here, you know. And like I said, I, whatever everybody does to to make a difference, I'm fine with. You know, do it and you find your voice. That's like the kind of underlying you know theme to this this conversation for us today. It's just find your voice. Just do it because either way, like I said, you don't want to play basketball. You don't want to play sports. Go out there and do something, you know, sitting out just to sit out and not be heard from just because you think that you're being used as an athlete, as a black man, and you just refuse to play a sport. You know, the word is, oh, the NBA isn't what it is without us black men. It's true, man. But how is that solving anything? You know, if you don't do anything, and that's just my opinion, my perspective of it. And, you know, obviously it seems like you're on the same page too, DeMario. And, you know, for the guys that do decide to come up, you know, more kudos to them if they want to come out and play ball. And, I mean, you know, it sucks that the NBA is kind of having this issue because they're ready to go um, and they're having these conversations. The NFL kind of just is like everyone's just kind of like peeking out from the corner like, all right, you know, our season's going to come up. MLB stank, still can't get an agreement to play together. Uh, so, you know, I think that this is it, it's kind of like the NBA's kind of had that first conversation. All right, we're ready to play, but hold on, wait we have a Black Lives Matter movement that we need to figure out first. And, you know, some guys might not want to play. So, you know, to the, to the athletes out there, obviously don't think anybody specifically like LeBron's listening, but I mean, it's good. It's a good, it's a good platform to use, man. And we're big advocates for doing it because at the end of the day, tomorrow, like you said, you're a person that's an icon to some people. Obviously people reach out to you, as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we all have our purpose. I mean, that's, it's, it's what it is. You know, we all have a purpose to serve here and, you know, I feel like my purpose is sitting here and spending an hour, you know, a couple nights a week and having conversations about sports and different life topics and sports more than you're, that you're going to hear on ESPN, Fox Sports or any other you know news network. So, you know, I, I do this and it's doing this without getting the thousands of views. It's because I feel like this is my voice and I'm empowered to do this. So, you know, we, no, we appreciate I, you all. I love how every time something happens, you're one of the first people to be like, let's get it. Let's get busy. Like, I. Like I genuinely, and I always like say, like I genuinely like love you, like you know, and I love how you, like this is you're very passionate about. It's, I feel like that it's a very weird time because 
there are legit people out here in this world who feel nothing right now about what's going on. And it, and it like, oh man, it kills me. Like, whoo, imagine going through these last couple of weeks, right? And not feeling anything. Or you, like, you say weird shit like, oh, well, you know what? I heard that he did this or I heard that he did that or I don't know. I wonder, like, what? Man, like, couldn't be me. <laughs> like, it just couldn't. It just, that's man. Like, re- research your facts, man. I mean, that, that's all I can say. And it's, 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 it's weird. It's unfortunate, man. Like I said, everybody wants to justify this thing or that thing, but. I don't know, man. I I can't, I can't I can't mess with you. And like I said, I I'm I'm speechless. Like I don't want to get upset and overwhelmed, man. But we're gonna we're gonna focus on moving this shit forward, man. Because I mean, for forever and for always is equality, and this is the way that you know fairness and equality is two things that you know I I was always taught, and you know my my parents always opened up the home to my friends, um, and my friends primarily you know were African American males. And, um, also come, I guess, I guess a white guy and, you know, token white guy, but, you know, we've always had Latino, we've had prim- primarily African-Americans and we primarily had, you know, the token white guy, but the one thing they didn't show was favor to anybody or there was no sort of comments to anybody, negative comments about anybody or their upbringing. And, you know, the, both of them, all of my friends came from different background, man. You know, um, you know, some of them didn't grow up with their fathers some of them didn't grow up with, uh, you know, both parents or one of them had both parents. So they all came from different walks of life, man. And so, you know, like I got to see that in my household and I'm so glad and fortunate, man. Like I'm, I feel very blessed because it's sad when you think about people who get brought up in those households where they're so close minded and I don't yeah. know what to say, bro. Just it's crazy, man. Like you, you're taught like racism. And as a parent, I, as a parent, I, I think, like I said, as a parent, you know, now is I have enough justification to say, like, you literally can teach this to people. Like, it, there's no questions about that. There's you can't yeah. debate me on it. As a parent, I have enough justification to say, you are going to clearly be able to tell a little human being that, you know, black men this, black men that, and that can, you know, that perception they'll grow with it as adults, and it's sad, bro. That that's that's one of the things that has to stop. It's heartbreaking that they're uh they're it's like you're being born into hate. Can you imagine Colin gets to be a certain age and he's like asking just questions, hey, can I have that friend come over? Oh no, you, like they can't come over because they're black. Like what? Like imagine, imagine that. I can't even imagine that. Like it's man. weird, it's strange, yeah. It really is, man. It's a strange. It's time. a really, it's a really, it's a very sick and twisted way as well. Like you're really teaching hate. That's crazy. It is. I would agree with that, man. Well, wrap this up, man. Any shout outs? Any last minute words of encouragement for this world here that we crazily are living in? Use your voice to anybody who is listening. Use your voice. It doesn't matter how big your platform is, how many people you have viewing this or viewing that, or like I'm I'm telling you, 
there are some people that are viewing your story or viewing your whatever and their their views stuff is changing like i feel like the day of being quiet about this and that is over like no more i've no more like be tired of biting your tongue be tired of being fake woke be tired of like if you're not having uncomfortable conversations if you haven't had uncomfortable conversations if you haven't had people hit you on some damn like like that man start having it it's gonna feel good it's gonna that's change we need it bad like right now start it start today like we don't all have to be Martin or Malcolm to be an activist. We don't all have to be Maya Moore. We don't all have to be, you know, Kendrick and release the Pimp a Butterfly or J. Cole or Killer Mike or Jay-Z and Beyonce. We don't know. It starts, I always say, change the world around you first. Then everything else will just boom. I've had some of the greatest conversations with people the last uh, couple of weeks. And I'm on, I'm on a crazy wavelength with people to where every person that I speak to is just like, yep, yep. And then I got to sit back and realize like, yo, that's me. I'm putting that out into the universe and I love it. So shout out to everybody listening and shout out to everybody who is team change. Peace. Presented by Baseline Times Media.